Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 253. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yes, hello. I'm much more optimistic about this episode. Oh, there he is. Well, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast where Andy gets a little down. You'll know why when you listen. Okay, Andy, well, glad you're uh, doing well. We're going to start off with some not-so-grand news, uh, and that, of course, is the uh, passing of Sir Bob Saget, 65. Yeah, I mean, there's always mixed feelings with this stuff where it's like, well, he died, so now is the time to celebrate him rather than uh, be super sad. But it is, and it's it's an age where you can't just be like, "Well, he lived a long life; he still had plenty of life to live." And uh, from what I saw, he was still very excited to be performing and everything. And so he wasn't he wasn't giving up on uh, his career and just kind of fading away. And uh, it was, still, his life was cut short. So I can only hope that uh, on HBO Max, there's like a whole section. Of course, you can watch all 193 episodes of Full House and then the other things on, I think that's on Netflix though, but on HBO Max, uh, the original Full House, of course. Yeah. So uh, I think we have, to, we have to celebrate him here. So it's a uh, Full House is very important to, to both of us. It was a show that there was no question that we were allowed to watch. Uh, it was exactly our, for exactly our age range, I guess. So when, yeah, wake up San Francisco. Come on. Yeah, it was it was a perfect show for kids, and I know we continued to watch it in syndication when it was, you know, you catch the reruns, it'd be summer and you get home you know. from school, it's you know, three oh eight, you turn that on, you grab a big old bowl of goldfish crackers, you get a big glass of milk. Life is wonderful. You have at least like forty minutes before your mom comes home and is like, Why are you doing your homework? I'm watching Full House, Mom. I'm trying to yeah. learn how to behave. And then you got Step by Step coming right after. Not as good, but, you know, not the worst thing in the world. But just, Yeah, a little bit more blue collar, a little bit more of, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Uncle Jesse versus Danny Tanner. Sure. But, I mean, not everyone can host a, a morning TV show. Yeah. So, I, it's, you know, we always will always have those episodes, and that's, that's kind of the... Uh, you know, great thing about all the streaming services is these things do live forever. Uh, I didn't mention Except it for before, home improvement. Yeah. I didn't mention it last week, uh, but I did watch one episode of uh, family matters, a Christmas episode. Cause like HBO yeah. max had a collection of like, Oh, watch old sitcom. Episodes. Yeah. I'm like, sure. I'll do this. And now so, I was doing all that throughout like Halloween and uh, a little bit at Christmas time too. Yeah. So we don't, we don't lose these things. Um, and actually, speaking of uh, home improvement, did you see the the picture that Tim Allen posted? No, that was pretty cool. It was like, I mean, it was sad, but he was like, it was him, uh, Bob Saget, Rodney Dangerfield, Robin Williams, and then I think one other person. And it was like, you know, they all moved on to a better venue. I think is what he said. And it's like all these old stand ups and stuff, and it's like, yep, all these people are gone, but him. Yeah, so that's gotta be. I don't. Oh, I see it here now. I think. Uh, with yeah, Robin Williams, but um, why am I blanking on the guy's name? The one guy in there is still here. Okay. Well, why am I blanking on his name? Doesn't change the fact that the other people are dead, and that's yeah. what we're talking about. Very um, weird. Yeah. Um. 
Although the other, the other thing people are talking about with uh, with Bob Saget here that I didn't care for, I don't know if you did. Uh, did you watch America's Funniest Home Videos? Uh, as a kid, yeah. Yeah, I never. We never watched that, so I don't know. I think. Yeah, he hosted that, didn't he, for a while? Yeah, that's what it's like. He did that like it was like he was on twice a week, every week. But it's like no, not not for me. Like I didn't watch watch that. I didn't care to see like poor people like spill soda on them or whatever was happening. <laughs> <laughs> that was ninety percent of those videos. I always got mad though because. It's like, why are all these videos from 1984? It's like the year is 1997. Like everything is so old. And because it has, you know, the timestamp in the corner. Yeah. Sometimes those are wrong, though. I think it's because the like the camcorder, like when that became like available to people was like that time period. And it was so expensive that people were always running them. Like you Mm -hmm. had to justify your purchase. It was like it was like a thousand dollars of 80s money. So like yeah, that's true. Nineteen grand of today's money. Here we are, kids. We're walking through the grocery store. Say hi, like, so Dad. Why film. are you filming this? By like nineteen ninety six, it's like, nah, it's not that interesting. We already, we already did it. So, uh, and then it all came around, full circle. Cell phones. Now we have. Uh, there's that MTV show, the the Rob Durdeck one, that where he just laughs at clips. Yeah, and they made like four thousand seasons of that. Yeah, I don't understand like the yeah. reality shows because it can be, you know, around for four and a half years, yet there's are they're on season like twenty one. Yeah. And they film them all at once. Just they lock that guy in a room. Like, yeah. Okay, look. <laughs> look, we'll pay you we're gonna pay you uh fifty thousand for two days work. And he's like, What really? It's like, yeah, you're gonna film thirty five episodes. Forty eight hours worth of work. Still not bad, but for celebrity money, that's pretty weak. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think Bob Saget got a better contract than that. So yeah, let's just say he was better at that job than uh, he's got Danny guy. Tanner money. Did you see that house he had in San Francisco? Yeah, I, I mean, come on. Did Joey pay rent? Do we? Do we know? I don't think any of them paid rent. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jesse was a burnout, but did Joey got that nice basement suite? So well, they later turned that into a podcasting room. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, there's another thing that was uh, that he did that was brought up, uh, and it's kind of like well, two for one here. Uh, he directed Dirty Work, and people don't really yeah. That. But I uh, heard on a podcast today they were saying you know out of all the three uh, stars, you know, two stars and the director, can you imagine Artie Lang is the one that's still alive? Yeah, uh, and then. Of course, one of the uh, one of the side characters from that movie uh, died before he was even released. Chris Farley, so yeah, well, yeah, good amount of death in that in that movie. I haven't seen that movie in probably since it came out. Well, I had the DVD of it, so I've seen it multiple times, but probably not since two thousand six. Like, when's the last time you popped in a DVD? Uh, but yeah, I don't see it on cable that much. Or- he is also in Dumb and Dumber-er when Harry met yes, Lloyd, that terrible <laughs> thing from 2003. But that was the best scene of the movie. Yeah, the shit all over the walls. <laughs> it was actually a melted chocolate bar. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, and then, of course, uh, How I Met Your Mother. That was a nice little role. Not yeah. A from, role, you know, but from behind the scenes. I'm sure he got uh, paid pretty well to do that. That's was, that was a nice job. So Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I'm looking up his uh, net worth at the moment just to see well, because no all knows. of that. What? 
No one knows if that's real. I know, but it's always interesting. Uh, net worth of fifty million. You know that actually, yeah. I don't think he's ever. I don't know if he's talked about that, but those sitcom people can make so much money. But maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't get a good contract with that. Uh, also, there are so many people on that show that he had to split the wealth. But like, yeah, I mean, Comet is probably just pulling in <laughs> money left and right. The only golden retriever that's thirty-seven. I mean, doesn't like Seinfeld make like fifty million a year, like like a year, like not just overall, like he makes that much per year off Seinfeld, probably. So why isn't Bob Saget getting that? You should get at least at least uh, two point three million a year from Full House residuals. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who would actually know? <laughs> Steve probably makes some good yeah. money too. Tim Allen's getting zero dollars from Home Improvement residuals because it just doesn't air. Yeah, I uh, need to get those in, people in a room with Disney so that they could just hash out their beef. Why does the audience have to suffer? Yeah, why does Jonathan Taylor Thomas have to suffer? He could use that money. Or Mark. Yeah. <laughs> no one even knows his actual name. Or the other guy that like is in jail now because yeah, he, he was mean. Yeah. Beat up his girlfriend or something. They could use the money. All right, well, should we move off of 90s shows and... Uh, Bob Saget and his uh, un- unfortunate, unexpected demise. Yep. I think we should. All right. Well, he will be missed. Andy, tell us about the new Pixar movie coming straight to Disney+. Plus. So Pixar's uh, newest movie uh, coming out this year is called uh, Turning Red. Uh, there's a trailer out there if you want to check it out. Uh, it's supposed to come out sometime this spring. Uh, Disney has now March decided. March 11th. Yeah, Disney has now decided that it'll be coming out March 11th. Straight to Disney Plus. So this is now the third movie in a row of theirs that has gone straight to Disney Plus. And the one before that went to Disney Plus, I think, a week after theaters uh, onward, which came out right as the world ended. And they're like, fuck it, put it on Disney Plus uh, to make the people feel better. Um, so that's pretty sad. Like the other Disney movies have been getting real releases. We had a uh, Encanto came out and I got a real theatrical release and everything. I don't understand why they're doing this with Pixar because, uh, you know, the people that work there, they'd like to see their movie. You go to the box office, get some returns and that kind of stuff. And uh, they're just throwing it right to Disney Plus. It's good for the consumer, uh, but it's kind of shitty for Pixar themselves. Do they feel like they're not loved, not wanted? I I don't I don't understand why you would do that because it's it's Pixar. You know, like Pixar is like saved Disney's asses. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus wouldn't be as worth it if you don't have that back catalog of all their movies. It's like uh, almost 30 movies at this point. Um, and their, their movies are just so much better than uh, for general audiences than the Disney movies. Like I've never seen frozen. I don't care to see frozen, but I see all the Pixar movies. So uh, very strange that they're, they've been doing this, but again, it's good for consumer. Like last year watching uh, got to see soul. Soul was one of the best movies of last year. And it's just, yeah, like, it was hey, good. There you go. Uh, I still haven't watched Luca from this year because I don't have a Disney Plus subscription right now. But uh, whenever I do resubscribe, I'll watch that and I'll I'll watch this one as well. So uh, all their movies are good. They're at least good. So strange that they're not trying to hype them up. Uh, and it's not like I I don't understand it because there's some fears of box office and all that stuff. Like it's March. Like that's two months from now. Like. 
I think everyone's pretty optimistic. Everything's going to be yeah. Coronavirus is over. Much by better. That. Like like they asked Warner Brothers about the Batman, and they're, yeah, like, they're like, no, like that's coming out. We're, we're good like, for now. <laughs> like it's going to be great. Like that's going to make a ton of money. Like everyone will get the the Omicron within the next two weeks. At the rate it's going, it's just kind of. It's like uh, if you've seen The Thing, one of my favorite movies, uh, Wilford Brimley does like the analysis of like how long it would take for The Thing to infect the entire world. And it's like 42 days. Um, we need that analysis done. I think, I think it's like two weeks. It's hitting something like 700,000 plus cases a day in the U.S., and, right? Yeah, and that's that's cases. Yeah, that's just <laughs> that's people that actually cases. test. It's like. What's, is there another 700,000 or so that are just like, oh, I have a cold today? Seven million. A day. Yeah. Pretty good. I'm going with. Uh, but yeah, that's I, I don't understand this decision. They can't be thinking that like things won't be better by March 11th. I don't know. Yeah. But. Well, either way, I mean, the viewers win. Cares about these greedy people at Pixar. I guess the, what what happens is if... Pixar is disrespected, then maybe all the people stop working at Pixar and then their quality isn't as good. And then now you just got shitty Pixar movies that go to straight to Disney Plus, which isn't an optimal outcome. But uh, maybe. Uh, yeah. We won't find that out for years. We don't know what the long term effects will be. So Yeah, well in the meantime we get to bask in the freeness of those yeah. coming Yeah, to and Disney I'm never Plus. gonna feel bad for Disney not getting enough revenue from something because they will. <laughs> They'll figure it out. You're going to sell a billion stuffed animal red pandas because of this. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Like, let's make a movie about a stuffed animal. It's perfect. Very good. Okay. Well, um, we have new casting uh, updates for White Lotus Season 2. Yeah, this is exciting. I don't, did you did you ever watch, watch it? No, I watched the other one, the Hulu one. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, the Nicole Kidman. Yeah, that thing. Well, this was different, but uh, <laughs> you don't get to have to watch one or the other. Uh, it's, it's Who still has the time? Much. It's six episodes. And it, and it's, seven on here, it says. It's very good. I think it, I thought it was six. Uh, but they're doing a season two with mostly a new cast. I believe Jennifer Coolidge is returning as the one, like, same character. And I think it's going to – it'll be a, a new resort, I believe is the premise. So just it'll be a different resort with all new people. Uh, they announced a couple other people this past week. Uh, first off, uh, Michael Imperioli, uh, best known uh, from The Sopranos, so has an HBO background. Um, I saw a picture of him, and I'm like, wow, he looks old. Then I realized that The Sopranos uh, was on 20 years ago. It like went off the air in 2007, so uh, 15 years ago. So <laughs> uh, He's done other stuff, but not really very high-profile stuff. So. Uh, but that's cool to see him come back to HBO here. Uh, and then Aubrey Plaza, who is uh, pretty good at playing uh, bad people, like annoying bad people. So I think she could be really good in this. So uh, Yeah, I feel start. like she hasn't really done anything in a while. She pops up in things. But yeah, I mean, she hasn't had a sitcom role for nine seasons like she had before. So Yeah. Uh, no Marvel movies yet either, to my knowledge. Mm, okay. All right. Um, and when does that come out? Did you already say that? Or am I missing that? I don't know if they have any updates. If they're casting now, you would assume they'd be filming soon, probably for another summer release. I think that worked out. It's a, a resort show. Have it yeah. air during the summer. Um, unless it's like a ski resort this time. I don't know. 
maybe. <laughs> All right, well, stay tuned for that. Okay, so an award show happened uh, uh, that I guess we care about, the Golden Globes. Is that the foreign press? Yeah, we don't we don't care about it, but I think there's still some interesting aspects to this. So uh, no one was allowed to go to it, and it just sounds like the KKK or something. Like you did, so, couldn't know where it was, you couldn't go. Yeah. The they're on probation or something because like half the members like were Jeffrey Epstein's friends or something. Double secret probation. Yeah, it was, they they were up to bad shit. So it's like, well, we can't have the Golden Globes. But like, was we're Bill gonna, Clinton in this list, Andy. We're still going to have a Golden Globes, but it's not allowed to have. They're not going to have a ceremony. They're not going to have it on TV. Uh, but they're still like the association is still going to nominate people and award people. Uh, so I think it's always interesting to see what they uh, think are the best movies. Uh, sometimes they're pretty controversial. The other weird thing about the Golden Globes is they do a separate uh, musical or comedy category, which means more movies get nominated. But uh, I did I didn't have to look to see who won. And uh, the best picture winner is Power of the Dog. It's a, a Netflix original movie. Uh, so Netflix has never won a Best right. Picture Oscar. So is this the favorite for that? That would be a Netflix is so desperate. They want it so bad that is this the year they actually do it. So, oh, and uh, uh, Kristen Dunst and Jesse Plemons working on this uh, this movie together. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is the the star here, and he won. The best actor awards the Golden Globes as well, and then I think the supporting actors from this movie as well, and then yeah, those those two actors. So I haven't watched this yet. I will watch it. I'll definitely watch it for the Oscars. But I don't. Know, the Oscars is probably like July tenth or something. They, they delayed cares. it so far this year. Uh, but yeah, that's so. That's what who they think is the. This uh, is a western. Movie. Yeah, so it's. Uh, I think it takes place in Montana. So. Oh, Andy, why didn't you say so? But I think it's filmed in New Zealand. They're like it's so much first of all you could film things in new zealand because they never even heard of the coronavirus they like just put up like a bubble wall like what are you talking about they're closed off from the world they're I just know, as, as i said they put up a bubble wall so they they don't have to worry about it it's a it's bubble like wall Simpsons that only, movie. only benedict cumberbatch can pass through and jesse plemons yeah um but yeah so that's it that's that seems to be the hot movie and i have not watched it i knew it existed I know it has good reviews, but maybe that's the Oscar favorite. We all need to see Benedict Cumberbatch given best whatever speech. I'm sure it'll be amazing. It's funny. His last name is Burbank. What? In this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like, I think his last name is Cumberbatch. Yeah, it's the most weird fake name. I'm not convinced he's not an alien. Well, we're all aliens to someone. Yeah, just mostly not us, the people. You should say he's not of Earth. Mm-hmm. He looks like a praying mantis. His last name is Cumberbatch. Like <laughs> that's just not real. Maybe his mom was something, somebody Cumber, and his dad was Bill Batch. They just combined them. Yeah. You know what? So yeah, I, I'm remember our game last week. Uh, that is his actual birth name, according to IMDb: Benedict Timothy Carlton. Cumberbatch. Ooh, Carlton. They're priming me for a future story. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, yeah, maybe I'll I'll watch this. I really don't do a whole lot on Netflix. I was watching 
been watching some Bonds on there. That's about it. Yeah. Well, even though it's a Western, I do not think it is a shootout movie. So I think it's a, he talks to horses and stuff or something. Okay. That's what I would expect. Yeah. I don't think a Western with that, you know, shoots would do a whole lot with the foreigners or the nationals. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else on the golden Glo- golden globes? Who does anything to say? Not, nothing I care about. Okay. Yeah. I, was gonna I don't say, know. Alec Baldwin won. I don't know. All right. Um, Somehow this is surprising to me, but we're only on Final Destination 6? Yeah, uh, this is what they're calling it, at least. I know they made a movie called The Final Destination, which was hilarious because it's like, you know it's not going to be. like they, Nothing stays dead. No franchise stays dead. So uh, pretty bold of them to call it The Final Destination, and uh, they were wrong. So, uh, But I, that didn't have a number, so I didn't know what the number we're at. Uh, but mm. uh, there is going to be a Final Destination 6. It is going to be uh, straight to HBO Max. So that's the, the kind of content they yeah, just need. Yeah, that sounds more likely. Uh, and the name attached to this, uh, they're really trying to ride the coattails here. Uh, John Watts is producing. So John Watts is the director behind the uh, the Spider-Man trilogy. So a uh, hot name right now. Uh, it looks like he wrote the original draft of the story and is kind of handing it off to people he knows to, to actually make the movie. Um, I enjoy these movies even when they're bad. Uh, and I wanted this franchise to come back, but I wanted it to be a, I had an idea that now it's not going to happen, but um, similar to uh, like, uh, was, what was it called? Uh, New Nightmare, the Nightmare on Elm Street, where he be- comes into the real world and haunts the film production. I thought they should have had a Final Destination movie where like the original cast has like, is filming a movie or filming like a reboot and then uh, has a, the premonition of the of everyone dying it's like the actors would all die because that would be fun that would be interesting because you can't bring back the original cast because they're all dead but you could find find a way to do it um but it's just going to be because every, every story that's the whole problem with this franchise is uh you can't escape death so everyone dies at the end every time so it's yeah. always a new cast so I guess we'll have a new one. But yeah, someone will probably watch it. Yeah, no, I'll watch it. These these movies are entertaining to me because it's it's all about terrible deaths, and that's it's fun to watch. I don't think the Golden Globes is going to recognize Final Destination Six, but never say never. I'll recognize it. There you go. You make your own award show. Really should. I have I have <laughs> the I have this platform here. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, well, let's move on from Andy's uh, award show to uh, Bel Air. It's uh, finally almost here. Yeah, we got a, a real trailer this time with like real footage and pretty long, like three minutes long, uh, coming February 13th to Peacock. So uh, I was looking forward to canceling Peacock. Maybe I'll extend it to, to see what this is. Uh, but I, I don't, I'm not sure about this show. It is. Serious. It is a very serious show. Uh, the Uncle Phil in this it seems like kind of a dick because he's like he's a hard ass. But, you know, Uncle Phil that we know, he might have been a hard ass, but he was also like the coolest guy around and really cared about everyone. This guy's also not fat. Yeah, that's that's a problem, too. You know, 
And then, yeah, Carlton is not like a nerd. He's like very self-confident and like he's more like the rich kid who's a, who's a dick. Uh, and it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. Like I want a silly Carlton like or like, I, I don't know. Uh, it just seems yeah. seems off. The tone of it seems off. But maybe, maybe it's really good. Maybe this is going to be a disaster. Uh, seems like a see. three to me. Yeah. And there's like a Jeffrey. Does it, he doesn't call himself a butler. He's like Idris Elba or something. He's just like a tough. He has that same British accent of like street tough London guy. And he's like, I'm the house manager here. It's like, All right. House manager. <laughs> he can't be yeah. a butler. That's offensive. So house manager is just <laughs> what does that even mean? He's not a servant. He, he manages things. So he's got some autonomy. I don't know. But it's look, uh, we'll Carlton, you're not meeting your quota. <laughs> We're going to have to let you go. It does look like it is recreating stuff from the original series. Uh, they is he going to flip his jacket inside out? Yes, they show the jacket thing. So he's bringing his style here. And it's like, okay. Does it teach Ashley how to rap? It, I did not see that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I could. I, I think in the near future, I'm going to get Peacock uh, to watch Yellowstone. And so I might like watch it. And then I feel like it could develop into me hate watching it. Yeah, I'm very curious about it. Like, that's not that. how it's supposed to go. Like, where's the real jazz is thrown yeah. out of the house? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, jazz is definitely in this. Like, he has a friend from Philadelphia with him. Uh, but there was no scene of him getting thrown out of the house. And it's like, you just have to do it. I don't care. I don't care how serious this is. You have to do it at least once. Next, I bet you're going to tell me Hillary's not dumb. She's in it, but she didn't seem dumb. But well, of course. He, there's a know. sister named Hillary in it. If it's yeah following the show, I mean, in the trailer you see, like yeah, she didn't seem dumb. I don't know. Vivian Banks yeah. is she gonna change characters <laughs> halfway through or anything? That was like that was actually pretty deep, right? That was like season five or something. It was yeah, but I mean, so. we know this isn't gonna last that long. Yeah, you kind of have to expedite it. Well, if it's what? serious, she'll probably like go into a coma and die. Whoa. And then he'll marry someone else. Yeah. And so also, yes. Yeah, so speaking of when it's serious. So when they're driving to Palm Springs in their Mercedes and the cop pulls them over, is someone going to get shot? Yeah, it's going to be serious. Holy Wasn't Christ. that cop? That cop was Hank Azaria. Is that right? Pretty sure. Yeah. Hmm. Most is like himself. Yeah, pretty good. Well, yeah, you can watch this on uh, Sunday before Valentine's Day, February 13th. Okay. Uh, anything else to add before we get into what we've been watching, Andy? Nope. I got everything I wanted. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, tease it really quick. How many do you have? Uh, just four this time. I have four. Holy smokes. Wow. All right. Well, before we get into that, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com to pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This thing works with the dog's current collar or harness. And lucky for you, the Tony's Take listeners, plug in promo code Tony at checkout. And that is T-O-N-Y for you. And they're going to give you 65% off. So head to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy. Um, I wonder if we have any crossover here. Uh, did you watch a new show movie on Amazon by chance? No. Okay. 
All right, then I don't think we're going to have any bleed over. So You didn't um, watch the premiere of a new HBO comedy or a returning HBO comedy? No, I didn't get around to it yet. Ooh, okay. So spoiler alerts, uh, keep those to a minimum. Um, how, I'll start. How about that? You always yeah, start because you always have like 40. Uh, I finished Dexter New Blood, the miniseries. All 10 episodes concluded on Sunday night just that just passed. And uh, much better way to finish this thing out. This is now, I would assume now it's done for good. Um, just better. They... It's not like they had like loose ends to tie or anything, and maybe they did. Uh, I kind of want to rewatch Dexter now, and I think that was also kind of their goal. Like we need to get people rewatching our catalog, uh, but it, it was a, a much better way to close out the show. Um, it's good. I saw it was it was Showtime's uh, most watched uh, season ever of anything. So yeah, I believe it. Uh, uh, you don't get a lot of Showtime stuff. Like I didn't. I watched billions for a little bit, but also never like as they were coming out, I started watching it a couple years into it kind of a thing. And just when I ha- had time, I'd check it out. I liked Homeland. Um, Californication was kind of annoying. Um, I never watched nurse Jackie. Um, and then I got Dexter. I mean, that was 10 years ago, so it's not HBO. Yeah. yeah they, they should have rolled Showtime in with some other service. Just kind of on its own. Yeah. But, but yeah, check it out. It, it, it's good. If you liked Dexter, you'll definitely like that. All right, Andy, you got one? I'm going to go two because it's kind of a double feature here. Oh. Uh, Kill and, Bill 1 and 2. No, it's very, it's a very, very weird. Oh. Uh, so the first one I watched, uh, these are both French films. <laughs> Look at so you. I watched the, the movie called Raw. It's on Netflix. I had been wanting to watch this for a while, uh, and I finally got around to do it because I wanted to watch the director's uh, follow-up film. So I watched uh, both of them. Uh, so uh, Raw came out, uh, I think, 2017. Like I said, it's on Netflix, French film, so you got to watch subtitles. Wow, weird, uh, Andy. It's about a, a college girl who is vegetarian, but during like a hazing prank, she's forced to eat uh, meat and then uh, develops a, a taste for it. And... Uh, and it escalates into uh, some wildness. And uh, yeah, crazy, crazy movie uh, that I really enjoyed. Like it's spooky and unsettling. Uh, I actually did the thing like it's not it's not like a standard horror movie, but I did the horror movie thing. I've actually had to I had to pull a sheet over my eyes because uh, it was so disgusting to see who was on screen. So I don't know if that's a endorsement. Uh, but it is for me. That's a good thing for me that a movie is able to actually like get that from me. Crazy movie. Uh, it's all also an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I know, I know. I thought that. <laughs> kind of a ripoff, <laughs> if you ask me. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, the other one. So the director's follow up uh, is Titan. This was the uh, movie that won uh, the the Palme d'Or uh, this year. Uh, in if anyone heard about this movie, you probably heard it's the movie where a woman fucks a car. Um, that's very reducing the whole premise of it. But uh, yes, that happens. And she gets pregnant. So she, you know, she she's a strange person who strips on top of cars as a job. And it's like, is this a real thing? I don't know. The French are weird. So, <laughs> uh, but she does it. And then later on goes back to the garage and like, gets into the car and it starts moving on its own. And then, then she's pregnant. And then 
Uh, way more to a Camry. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the movie for you. Uh, but it's wild and weird and just as unsettling as Raw, but it is far more weird and I could not get past the This like, sounds along the lines of like Tusk. Like just sounds stupid. But at least that like had like just a straight up premise. This was like very strange. And that I'm just giving you a, a snippet of what this movie is really about. It goes into weird places. And I see why people really liked it. There's interesting parts to it. And there's, uh, yeah, of course, tons of metaphors in, in this thing. But it was like, it's so out there. And I think maybe you add the language barrier in there. Uh, I didn't love it. But I, I understand why people found this uh, interesting. Uh, it, it looks like it's distributed by a Neon. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. They're, 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 they're kind of a rival to A24. And uh, all their movies come to Hulu usually. They did a uh, Pig. So that just came to Hulu. So I've watched that. I would expect this movie to come to Hulu uh, soon. So if you see it like, oh, what's this? Uh, it's it's this. It's if you don't like weird abstract movies, you will hate this. So uh, very weird. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I, I, I'm not I'm not uh, you know, regretting watching it, but uh, it's not. I, I really loved Raw, but Titan. Uh, not so much and so uh, that's it's like the word titan but with an e at the end and that's it's just french for titanium i believe so okay yep all right you ready for uh one of mine i watched on hulu recently added to hulu from uh 2021 liam neeson is the marksman yes he is <laughs> so he's a rancher in arizona on the border who's uh, kind of down and out he's you know not having the best of luck uh in his uh, personal life and uh, stumbles across uh, a woman and her son who are right there with them having some bad luck and are fleeing uh, the Mexican drug cartels. And uh, without giving too much of it away, he has to get the son to uh, safety. And uh, yeah, it makes you, I don't know if I'm growing up or, or what it is, but it's like, I don't like anyone who does drugs because they give money to these pieces of shit. It's all, it has Sicario vibes to it, but with a PG 13 rating and none of the like special, you know, ops that are infiltrating and going beyond the border and that kind of thing. Uh, just has a, you know, nearly 70 year old man driving a, a Dodge pickup truck. Um, but it's good. It'll make you kind of mad. Um, yeah, I mean it's a Liam Neeson movie. You know what you're gonna get. It's very watchable. Uh, has some action. It doesn't have as much action, at least hand to hand combat, just because again Liam Neeson is yeah. getting older. Um, but it's very watchable, and uh, yeah, it makes you kind of very upset with uh, how we behave here because we create these people in a way. Yeah, the cartel is a very easy villain to put in your movies because yeah there's no there's no defense there it's like clear evil here so i think that's why you see so many movies like that yeah and also people complain after a while if you have all just al-qaeda people because then anyone can be that it's like 
I guess, yeah, you could be like, oh, not all Mexicans are in the cartel, but it's like, yeah, well, not all Mexicans have snake tattoos on their face or gold teeth or, you know, there's a profile that I don't think these people are going to be complaining about that because they're too busy being criminals. Yeah. So who's going to be our next Liam Neeson, though? I was I've been thinking about that. It's like, is this enough at this point? Like, I don't know. Like. Let's see, how long has it been since he's been doing this? So see, Taken... 2008, okay. Yeah, I would call that like kind of the start. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's got a very long career, 130 plus things. But that was really like his revival. Well, yeah, he's that been was explosive, explosive ever since. Yeah, action thing. And ever since, he's been taking all these action roles, and that's kind of what he's getting offered. But um, yeah, how much longer can he, he do it? He's... Uh, we we joke about like Tom Cruise and being too old, but like hey, Tom Cruise is fifteen years younger or something, so or maybe only ten. Uh, we need to find someone who's like forty four and is actually like a really good actor. That then like, hey, you just have to go into action movies because Liam Neeson's gonna retire from them soon. Daniel Craig. <laughs> Daniel Craig's like fifty something. Is he really? I think so. I mean, he's been Bond for twenty years. 15 andy yeah he's 53 uh, so so there you go he's just over your your yeah. request i mean we got a lot more mark Wahlberg left in our lives so you have that to look forward to he'll be he'll be taking these roles yeah that's true <laughs> it'll be so much worse all right so you have one two more month? i have, two, have two, two more shows more. okay um i have two more Okay. You go. All right. So uh, I said I'm a bit, I have Peacock right now. So uh, I've been watching Saved by the Bell, the the new the new series here. Very nice. Uh, it's it's fun. It is uh, so different though. It is basically making fun of the idea of Saved by the Bell, which is fine because there's still like a lot of love behind it. But I don't know how much you would appreciate the tone of it. Uh, yeah, but they I do mean, took my say by the bell very seriously. Yeah, like there's, uh, you know, the original cast isn't always in it. I think uh, like Zach and Kelly are guest stars. They were guest starred in a couple episodes in the first season. Like there was a funny part in one of the episodes they were in where they did something and then they all put their hands in together. And then like the music played like that's at the like end of an episode. And then they all like froze. And then they like, like something's supposed to happen. Like, oh, OK. And it was like. Yeah, we're supposed to go to commercial break. <laughs> and it's like it's a very, you know, fourth wall breaking moment there, but it's funny. And then, yeah, there's a ton of references to caffeine pills like all the time. Like there was a there's like a, a kid who's like, oh, you need help studying. And he pulls out a thing of pills and she like comes out of nowhere and knocks him out. She's like, caffeine pills are terrible. And then the kid's like, yeah, those were caffeine pills. And it's like, you know, alluding to uh, there's a lot worse pills out there that kids are uh, using pretty good but so that's like that's the kind of the tone of it It is uh it is not an after school kids program it is a uh, just a regular comedy and uh, it's not always hitting but uh i like it i like to see i like to see ac slater honestly like if if that wasn't there i probably wouldn't watch it but did they do a a tribute to screech yeah so in the uh, first episodes of season two uh they did it was brief i think there was 
some awkwardness of like how much should we talk about this? Did especially? Kevin the robot come into play at all? Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was like it, it seemed actually seemed kind of genuine, like like they were. It was just like the original cast talking, and you could kind of feel. But it was like also we know that they had they didn't have much of a relationship, but it was yeah. kind of them reflecting on like that was a lot of fun when we were kids doing this. And it's like oh yeah, it's pretty sad, but like they broke the fourth wall. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's sad. Like when I saw that, it's like, yeah, I forgot he he died, and you know, Bob Saget died. All the old comedy sitcom people from our childhood—they're dying. It's too bad. Yeah. But yeah, so that season two just came out this year, or like a couple months ago. So, so I think there's ten episodes per season. So, I just started season two at this point. So. All right. All right. So you have one thing left. Yes. All right. Well, I'll do my uh, Amazon Prime original movie uh, that I believe they just bought. I don't think they made, but I could be wrong. Uh, Aaron Sorkin directed from 2021 being the Ricardos, Javier Bardem, Nicole Kidman, J.K. Simmons is wonderful. And uh, the I think the lady from Midnight in Paris and then uh, Tony Hale from Veep. Uh, It's very interesting. Um, It just shows how strong of a woman uh, Lucille Ball was and uh, how unstoppable Desi Arnaz's charisma was. So he's like a a young or this is an old version of uh, Jason Momoa. Uh, although I wouldn't say Desi Arnaz was talentless. Um, it's a specific week in their lives where they're filming the show, uh, news breaks and issues that they're dealing with that could have upended the show right then and there and potentially even gotten them uh, killed. Uh, obviously, I don't know about you, Andy. I had no idea. Not exactly like I was around for this. Uh, so very inter- uh, entertaining and interesting uh you know, premise. It did get a little slow and just kind of a, felt a little unnecessary. Some of the little like rabbit holes they run down, but I get it. They're painting in this picture. Um, it was good. It was also neat. They kind of treat it like a documentary in a way where they go to the actual people who are you know pretty old now uh, and talk about this specific week or this specific thing the character did or something like that. Uh, the person playing the actual person. Um, Who is still alive from that? I didn't. Some of the writers, okay. at least, unless it's it's all BS. But I don't know. I mean, they look pretty old. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was. It's definitely watchable if you like the show. If you've ever seen the show, I watched that show a lot. My siblings liked it, and it was on all the time. Yeah, like they did a hundred and. Yeah. 30 something episodes of in their six seasons. Uh, but it's still, I mean, I haven't watched it many time lately, but it was still funny back then, even if she physically goes, wah, and uh, that kind of stuff. But <laughs> yeah, it's a different time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, JK Simmons is wonderful as Fred uh, on the show. <laughs> it's just a grumpy old man um, who hates, you know, people. 
and he's always boozing like while they're rehearsing and at table reads and this and that. Um, he was very funny in, the, in this as that character, William Frawley, who played Fred on the show. And then uh, Fred and Ethel. So the lady who plays Ethel named Vivian Vance made a funny point of like, the audience is supposed to not think I'm attractive because some reason I married my grandfather. <laughs> He's way older than her. It's like, it's all, it's black and white. Like you can't really tell how old these people are. Like he could just be like George Costanza, but no, he actually, he has, you know, as you would have guessed, he has older man, white hair that whatever is left. Um, so that was pretty funny, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely watchable. It's good. Javier Bardem and Nicole Kidman are great. Amazon prime two hours, 11 minutes. So yeah, I'll definitely watch this uh, at some point. Amazon doesn't go away. Uh, but I was thinking, like, I feel like I've seen J.K. Simmons in like seven things this year, uh, and I'm looking. He has eight credits in 2021. Yeah, and Insane. that doesn't include the credit of him doing all these commercials for State Farm or whoever yeah. it is. And he's got to work out like every day. It's, yeah, it's crazy. But I guess okay. So he was in okay an uncredited cameo in Venom which is just J. Jonah Jameson setting up the Spider-Man thing. So that was really one performance. And then, yeah, and Ghostbusters was a cameo. Uh, but still, a lot of things. Tomorrow War, that's what I remember from him. Something called National Champions. But it's like, God, this guy works a lot. Yeah. A little too late for him to be the action star. but He had 10 credits in 2017. It's impressive. God, I, didn't, I did not realize. This guy doesn't slow down. Just loves working. He's got an intensity to him, too, so he's good. All right, Andy, you want to do your final one, and then we'll wrap up with mine? Yeah, so uh, The Righteous Gemstones came back this Sunday, so for season two. uh, Two episodes came out. I I don't know why they have to do that, but I guess it's fine, because it's it's, it's a good batch to watch it in, two episodes at once. But uh, So yeah, new season, uh, some new characters here. I enjoyed it. Uh, Eric Andre is a... uh, he has a big mega church in like Texas and uh, Danny McBride wants to kind of partner with him. Whereas like John Goodman's character is like, no, uh, we do our own thing. And then uh, Eric Roberts uh, plays a, someone from John Goodman's past and he's been great. And just a little bit you see, but it's like, Oh, I really like this character. And then uh, Jason Schwartzman is a, a journalist investigating the, the family here. And so I, I, like the, the the new cast members here and uh, the returning cast members of course are so hilarious. Uh, one, one of the things that's interesting about the show is that it's Dan McBride is not necessarily the focus. It's a bigger cast. So it's not like uh, Eastbound and down, but um, there was a part in here that you would really enjoy that, you know, they do their like uh, they would have like lunch after the big mass, like the family. Oh yeah. So if you remember, the sister had that like uh, boyfriend that then they were engaged. So they're now married. So he's now allowed to go to the the, the dinners. <laughs> so they're all yeah. drinking. They all have like wine glasses. He was drinking milk out of a wine glass. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty it's coming back. Pretty great. So, I mean, think about it, Andy. At the market, they have how many gallons of that stuff just in cartons all over the place. People are buying this stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're we're a dairy-based society. I think that's very clear. The amount of 
uh, cheese is just everywhere. So it's also it might be a nice tribute to Home Alone. Yeah, I don't know what it was uh, a tribute to, but uh, I enjoyed it. So I'm happy the show's back. Yeah, it took long enough. Yeah. All right, you ready for uh, my last one? Yeah. So I, uh, there's a bunch of movies I want to rent on like iTunes and uh, I pulled the trigger on one and actually, in fact, ended up buying it because when they do that whole thing of, well, for six bucks, you can have it for a day and a half or for 10, you can keep it. It's like, all right, I'll keep it. I don't know if I'll ever rewatch it, but at least I have the option of doing that for $4 more. I went and did it, Andy. I watched and bought The Last Duel, Ridley Scott. Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, and Ben Affleck. And uh, it was very interesting. So I didn't really know a whole lot of anything about this movie. I don't even remember like the trailer, honestly. I just remember the cast and Ridley Scott. And um, yeah, it's it's very unique. It's following an event, and you might know more about this than most. I don't want to give a whole lot away, but it follows an event where uh, they're going to put someone on trial because uh, they had that back then. This is you know, 1370. Um, that's the year, Andy. Pretty great. Um, and so the events that unfold, the inve- events that uh, start the whole thing, everything are told from different characters. Three different people tell the story and they're divided into chapters. So you start with like uh, one person's perspective, then you go to the next, then you go to the last person's perspective. And uh, what you get out of that is a very interesting way of telling that story because you don't see that too often. So I liked how they did that. It's gritty. It is, it just shows you, I mean, we think life's pretty hard right now. You know, maybe your air conditioning is broken in your car. Um, it was nothing like back then. I mean, you're going 650 years ago. Um, women are property and men are idiots, basically. <laughs> like the average guy is a, a, a very dumb, stupid person. And women just don't even talk or you're probably going to get killed. Um, so it's very crazy and it's an enjoyable Ridley Scott movie. I also, I pulled the quote, of course it disappeared. I'm sure I can pull it up in just a second. Uh, so this movie didn't do too well at, uh, the box office and Ridley Scott blamed millennials. Andy, I believe we even covered this in the, he, he didn't he got it wrong. He blamed the millennials very important millennials yeah it's very important that you get that detail right <laughs> okay i can't find the quote anymore it's gone uh, you want to explain the quote yeah i mean just that he he first got it wrong by saying millennials versus millennials uh but also i think he uh, kind of loses sight that uh millennials are ages like 26 to 41 or something mm-hmm. so uh I don't think they were the kids. And you mentioned someone kids are on their phones. It's like, I found it. Yeah. I said, uh, cell phone addicted millennials for letting the film flop. We've got, what we've got today are audiences who were brought up on these fucking cell phones. The millennial 
who did not ever want to be taught anything unless you told it to him on a cell phone. Yeah, although I feel like you could watch this movie on a cell phone. It'd probably be fine. Uh, if on a nice screen, uh, yeah. yeah. We have we have good technology. But you know what he means, yeah. Andy. Um, and yeah, you could actually learn a thing or two. Although, uh, and I was reading, there's some there's some air says every movie has. Uh, for instance, uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame was... They had scaffolding all around it. It was complete by the time they were doing this. It was started like 1120, but wrapped up around 1350. And any other stuff, uh, like any major uh, rehauls were wrapped up bef- like 100 years prior to that even. Uh, also, which was interesting, so it's not. it wasn't you know the same color it is today of kind of like a stone. It was very colorful back then, which is weird. Mm, yeah. But, um, obviously, those are small factors but there's a lot of not a lot but there's some good uh action fight scenes and um yeah it was it was a good movie uh the duel obviously there's a duel in here andy the movie's called that uh crazy just unbelievable i haven't seen action like that in a while yeah i assume that's very well done so so gotta make sure um so i will be watching this soon and uh i don't know if this is really gonna upset you but um if you watch the hbo like coming soon thing uh this is coming there soon it's coming there soon uh and i just looked it up it's coming on the 14th so could have waited (laughs) in three days yes (laughs) that's a quick turnaround i would not have thought that but no wonder it was only (laughs) 9.99 so they have their you know they have their like uh their commercial thing i never watched that anymore we'll see if you watched righteous gemstones this week because they always put it like before their shows and stuff damn it yeah <laughs> whatever i own it now yeah it's fine you, you you restored ridley scott's faith in the yeah the i gave him some much deserved money yeah. um so yeah maybe the special features will be cool too you don't get that on hbo yeah you're right all right uh, anything else to add before we conclude um Oh, I wanted to say Scream is coming out. We actually have like real movies coming out again. Seems like there was a they took a few weeks off, but uh, maybe I'll see that this weekend. But uh, excited about that. So, all right. Well, I think well, I think well, Scream Scream comes out, and then there's no more movies for like six weeks or something. Uh, that's false. Yeah. There's two movies coming out on the fourth. I'm talking about like real things. Actually, yeah, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, I don't think anything comes out to like the fourth. All right. Well, I think with that, that'll uh, wrap us up for episode 253 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Righteous Gemstone Andy. Thank you. We'll see you later.